Is this thing on? That, is that how you're going to start it? I don't know. Like, that would be funny. Is this thing on? That should be my intro. Hey, guys. Is this thing on? Hello. Okay. Well, this be episode two. Because we're not done. Oh, my gosh. We're not. We're going to talk about different topics, but I'm not done. I'm not done. I still want to go off how I was in the car. I don't even know what I was saying. I don't know, but we're going to get into some deep topics so you know trigger warning ahead of time trigger warning for everything trigger warning for everything oh my god because we're gonna i'm gonna go in so my first thing is uh mental health during the pandemic oh my god mental health during the pandemic uh, what are your let me hear your thoughts trinity my thoughts i mean uh, Mental health has always been something I've I've struggled with Mm -hmm. since I was, like, really young. And I feel like as I got older, it did not get better. And then the Mm -hmm. freaking pandemic hit. And the only way to keep my mental, like, sane was going out. And when that was taken from me, all hell broke loose. (laughs) All hell broke loose. Like, I I, I can't stand staying in the house for too long. Like, I I just don't know how people do that. Like, that's so... Mm -hmm that's so miserable yeah and like my mom stays in the house and she's like i love my mom but like she's not happy <laughs> and i'd be damned if i end up like her like i can't i need to go out i need to do something just so my brain is not thinking about my trauma trauma, trauma. No, but I think it, for me, it was the exact opposite because I've had mad anxiety since, you know, I was a kid, you know, growing up, you know, when I was younger, I had selective mutism, which means it's an anxiety disorder in children where they have the ability to speak, but they can't like selective, uh, like selective um, hearing and talking. Yeah. Yeah. But like for me, I didn't talk to anybody except for my mom's sister and brother, which they were in the house. Yeah. I didn't talk to anybody Anybody. i didn't speak any time in public oh my god and it lasted until i was about i'd say eight nine years old and you know i guess that kind of took a toll because now i mean i still struggle with it but i feel like it's gotten better because you know i got older and i've you know learned how to deal with things more properly but i think it's for me because i got mad anxiety that this pandemic was a blessing in disguise because I get to stay home. You have more social anxiety. Oh yeah, I have social anxiety real bad. Yeah, and I'm I have anxiety bad. in general, but like my so I can't. I it's yeah. gotten better, but I I still struggle being out in public and talking to people. But I I don't have to leave now, and it's just like wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I I was the complete opposite. I always I always wanted to make friends. I always wanted to talk to people, but like nobody wanted to talk yeah, to I'm me saying. and i'm just like i'm a ball y'all are missing out like mm-hmm. what but i feel like as i got older and that like feeling of like not having friends and having to like it's like really sad thinking about it like i would sit underneath a tree by myself and just like play in the dirt because yeah. nobody wanted to play with me like no one wanted to be my friend i had friends but they were not my friend mm-hmm. like it was just like oh i feel bad for you 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For real, I people said the same thing. Kids like kids back then were so mean, mm-hmm, so ruthless. The kids still to this day are so mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just I feel like I'm a fun person. Yeah, I have a lot to say and a lot of stuff to do, but you know, no one ever really took the time to really. Oh, now he. <laughs> <laughs> but no one really took the time to really get to know me. And of course, I'm I'm a quiet person. Yeah. You know, I don't talk. I like to be spoken to first. But now, yeah. nowadays, since you know we're, you know, basically grown ups. Yeah. You know, you, you I kind of had to face myself. You kind of gotta. You kind of have to come out of that shell. Yeah. You know, it's hard. You gotta, to, you gotta grow up. At you some you point. gotta fake it till you make it with anxiety. I mean, I'm telling you, oh the gosh. main reason I got out of like my bad like middle school and beginning of high school anxiety was I just faked it. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna talk oh to somebody gosh. new today. I feel like I feel like for me, I didn't really start having anxiety attacks and stuff like that till mm-hmm. I got to middle school. Oh yeah. Till I got to middle school mm-hmm. because it's like now everything's really social and like it's bigger now and it's like oh my gosh that and i was like going through depression Mm -hmm. and they diagnosed me with like chronic depression i have anxiety and like i'm pretty sure like i'm borderline bipolar i really like i don't even know but it's like none of that stuff took off to like middle school and Mm -hmm. it got so bad to the point where like I couldn't even finish school like I had to like get picked up my mom my grandma whoever came and picked me up had to take me home and I would just lay in bed and feel like I wouldn't know why I was feeling like that and at that point it was kids because at that point I didn't have friends I had I had friends but I didn't have Mm -hmm. friends Mm -hmm. and it was like I don't know it's like it's hard talking about it and like trying to think about it because it's like from sixth grade like things were fine and then I got to seventh grade and Mm -hmm. that's when things like that's when things start to take off that's when like my parents weren't talking to each other they couldn't co-parent my mom was like filing a divorce trying to get child support and then it was like they kept putting me in the middle of all of that Mm -hmm. and then my mom's like well I don't want to mess y'all up and it's like you did it sweetie yeah <laughs> you did it yeah it may not be as bad as your parents did to you but mm. you you did something yeah my i don't think i i don't think it was like a like anxiety attacks back then when i was in elementary school I, it might have been i didn't realize it because i was like really young mm-hmm. but it didn't start getting bad until sixth grade which is like I said, trigger warning at the beginning of this. Trigger warning for this whole podcast. Yeah. Um. And sixth grade is, we're going to get deep. Ooh. But you know what? It's okay. Because whoever wants to listen to this needs to know, you know. You're not alone. Well. You're not alone. Well, well. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, there's other people going through the same exact thing. And, you know, just because you feel like no one, you know. Is listening. Yeah. Obviously, we are. We got a lot of stuff to say. Yeah. But sixth grade is when the self-harm started. Mm. And at first, I saw it online, like on Vine. People make those sad edits yeah. and show people, like, clips, like, movie scenes or whatever. People doing that. And I was like, 
hmm, I wonder why they're doing that. And mm-hmm. I looked it up, like, why do people do that to themselves? Yeah. And it said, like, because it feels like they're the only thing they can control. It's like a relief of, like, whatever you're trying to get. Yeah. Cause, I've had friends that did that shit. Yeah, I mean, I did it until eighth grade, which was, what, three years? And then, you okay. know, I had one teacher in sixth grade, which was my favorite teacher of all time you know she deserves the world and then maybe if she is listening to this i hope she's feeling good about it because she <coughs> okay she almost choked on vape um she really this teacher really does deserve the world her name is miss smith and um in sixth grade she was the type who if you look like you were having a bad day even if you were fine she would ask you you know are you okay do you need help with this you know what can i do for you but then once she actually saw like the scars and stuff, yeah. she took me out of class and walked with me in the hallway mm-hmm. and had a discussion with me. A whole talk, yeah. A whole talk with me about... I feel like teachers like that don't get enough recognition. They don't. And she she still teaches at Sims. I went... Fortunately, I went to Sims. I went to Lindsay. <laughs> but she... Whenever I can, I still go up and see her because she still teaches... Um, math yeah. in middle school. I think she teaches seventh grade now, but I still go and see her, and you know, I let her know she's appreciated. She actually won. I think it was either last year or two years ago, teacher of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, good. I mean, she deserves it. She care actually cares about her students, and she yeah. wants them to do well. But uh, I didn't have a teacher like that till seventh grade. Yes, uh, you know, I was middle school was really bad. I think it was seventh grade was my first time being admitted into a hospital mm-hmm. and that well, we're gonna i'm gonna talk about that because oh i want everybody to know what it's like on, i know what people i want people to know what it's like on the inside yeah. so my first uh psychiatric hospital experience was in um you know seventh grade it was here in virginia where we live it was up in campsville behavioral Ooh, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah so for those of you who don't know what a psychiatric hospital is, which I mean, maybe you're just young it's, and or you just don't know. It's AKA a, psych wards. It's a facility where people who have mental behavioral problems go and they try to get some help, rehab, but you know, whatever. Oh my gosh, do I have a story? Oh, I'm oh, I'm gonna share my story. I'm gonna let you get go, a little. Go ahead, I'll go let ahead. you get a hit in. But um, so my first experience, you know. It was just because I was having those thoughts. I was expressing the fact that, you know, I didn't want to be here. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily I didn't have a plan. I didn't want to do anything. But my mom was just worried. She was like, okay, well, we're going to take you to the ER. So I went to the ER, and we waited from, like, say, 12 midnight to about 5... It was really early in the morning when I finally got an ambulance to transport me to the hospital because they had a bed available for once. Mm -hmm. And I got there, and probably about an hour later, after settling in and changing and, you know, getting all that stuff done, I was laying down. Some girl came in, like, after me and was like, Hey, Brittany, sorry to interrupt your sleep, but we just brought you your roommate in. I was like, okay. Really? They introduced our names to each other, and I was like, okay, good night. You know, it's, it's... way too late for this yeah. and um i'm not i'm not trying to be rude but i'm just trying to look out for the health of others but this girl i think she had some gastro issues going on Ready? i swear to gosh i swear to gosh um i went to the bathroom one day 
in my room and I found you might want to skip ahead if you're a little squeamish but doodle um, feces I found um poopy pull ups <laughs> I found and I'm not trying that's, to that's not funny it's not funny but I'm not trying to be rude but it's just like poopy pull ups <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. It's just the fact that I I've never, I've never seen something that's like that. That's not something you're exposed. That was I've something never you seen. Exposed to I saw pull ups with feces in them. I saw like you know those wash rags they give you in the shower. I saw feces on the wash rags that were wet, mm. like they were used like either in the sink or in the shower, mm. and they had feces on them, and mm. they were everywhere. There was mm. one on the sink, you know, the railing where the toilet is you can hold on to. I found one stuffed between there in the shower and the sink. There was like feces in the toilet. There was like, it was on the toilet seat. On like, there was fecal matter on toilet paper everywhere. And I was like, okay, this is not just, you know, a me problem. This is a biohazard. So I, I don't know what she has. So I don't know. Bro, I would have been like, no disrespect. I know you got an issue, but you're going to have to clean up this mess that you just made. Because I'm not touching it, bro. And I went to one of the staff members that were out there. And I was like, hey, I really don't feel comfortable with this. Because this could possibly, you know, expose me to something. Because I don't know what she has. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying she's, she has a disease or anything. But, you know, she could have something in her feces that could give off to the, in the air. Yeah. If that's a, even a thing. And she was like, well, you get to talk to your psychiatrist about... I'm like, I'm not talking about a psychiatrist about anything. You're going to switch me. Because I'm not... I'm not... I will not take a shower in that room. Mm-mm. I will not use that bathroom. Mm-mm. I will get a UTI because I will hold in my PP because you won't switch me. Yeah. She was like, okay, okay. So they found an open bed in another room. And um, this was this this girl that I was in the room with, we were actually pretty close for a while after we got out because we, we secretly wrote down each other's like Facebook names and Snapchat names inside a little Hello Kitty uh, word search book that I got mm-hmm. to keep. So we were pretty close after that. And we were close in general. Like We would stay up all night talking to each other about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that girl I was roommates with at first, she started acting a little like she belonged there. <laughs> um, <laughs> like she belonged there, Brittany. And Ugh. I'm not trying to say that in a you know a negative way in, in a sense, but she would. There was a table in the middle of the hallway, like a little decorative table. Whenever he, um, she would hide under that table. And whenever I would walk past, and she would make direct eye contact with me and whisper, traitor, traitor, traitor. I was like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Mom, come pick me up. Please. I, no, I, I, I shoot you not. I got on the phone with my mom. I'm like, Mom, you got to take me out of here. Put me in another facility or something. She was like, I can't take you out because um, CPS will get involved and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, huh? Take me out of here, bro. And how old were you when you were doing uh, like 12. Oh. <laughs> I was 12 years old my first time going to a psychiatric facility and she would be going to the day room and um, she would try to pick up the chairs but you can't because they're like mounted down. because they're filled with sand so you can't throw them she would hide behind like one of the couches and she would kick the walls and scream and yell and all this kind of unnecessary stuff and then we would go Whenever we'd go to sleep at night for lights out, mm-hmm. she would have to get knocked out every night because she'd be screaming, kicking the walls, yelling, 
and we're just trying to sleep. Like, they said, here's some night quill for your ass. They said booty juice and your booty cheeks. <laughs> and, um, but <laughs> eventually I got out of there and I ran. I literally ran out the door. You can ask my mom. I had a paper bag in my hand and I was running. Money. But that was actually the first time I oh. really came out to my mom. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, we're going to. The thing about Kempsville, I do not recommend it. If you live in Virginia and you have to go to a facility, do not go to Kempsville. I swear uh-uh. to God, because you will have the worst time of your life. I felt like it did nothing for me because they're so unstructured. All you ever do is either, you know, you have you have room time, which is like to take a nap or take a shower or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have day room time, which is 12 hours of the day, I would say, give or take. And all you do in there is watch TV, color. You know, talk. (laughs) And then sometimes if we were lucky, we got to go down to like the rec area downstairs, like the ping pong tables and the big chess thing. Mm -hmm. But no, my second time, which was, and we're going to get real deep. We're going to get very deep because this is necessary because, you know, it happens. Life happens, you know. You might remember this. I don't know if you remember if anybody told you anything. Oh, sounds uh, sounds about right if they didn't. But um, <laughs> July 2019, I actually tried something. You know. What did you try? Y- you know, like, I'm done. Deuces. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, and nobody ever knew about it. Like, when I told, when I tell people this happened, they're like, I never knew. And I was like. Because you probably never talked about it. Because I felt like there wasn't any need to. But oh here's 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 the thing. This happened July of 2019. I'm not going to get into the details of it. Mm-hmm. But I ended up calling 911 myself because Victoria was like, if you swear to God, if you don't call them, mm-hmm. I will run down to you and make and call them for you. And I was okay, I'll call them, whatever. And I was like, I'm not going to get into the details of what I did, but I, like, I did this and I don't feel good. Is that when you took the, the pills yeah yeah okay, okay. Never mind. I do remember. and then paramedics come and i get an ambulance and we're getting ready to go and heart rate and blood pressure is through the roof like yeah. i'm actually medically in shock mm-hmm. and i get to the hospital and um what's the word we get into a room and i was like i feel like i'm gonna throw up mm-hmm. my uncle's like my uncle was there he's like oh that's gonna happen when you do that <laughs> and i was like yo <sighs> Oh my I'm having the, one of the worst days of my life. Chill out on me. And um, I ended up not throwing up. Thank God. I don't throw up for any reason. It I all know, comes out. It like comes. It all comes out the other end. I don't understand. When I get sick, it goes out the other end. It, it doesn't comes go out up, both ways for me. It yeah. doesn't go up north. It goes south. It goes south and north. <laughs> but um, so whenever you have to go like if you do something to yourself and you have to go to the hospital you have to have a police officer sitting at your door mm-hmm. so the hospital door they come they, t- they come to your house and they follow you to the hospital and you they sit at your door till you leave and an ambulance to get transported mm-hmm. and um so the police officer was like hey i gotta go to the bathroom yeah. and he was like okay let's go and you you have to leave the door cracked yeah. you can't shut the door no, so yeah. this dude was standing here waiting for me and I was like I can't get anything out so I went back to the room and we chilled for a little bit more I was watching the TV I think I think I was watching the TV I don't know if mm-hmm. I was allowed to or not if I wasn't I was talking but um like an hour or something goes past okay I gotta go to the bathroom for real oh, yeah. and he was like okay let's go and I was like okay <laughs> 
and I knew this was gonna be real bad, a real bad gastro activity in this hospital bath, in the Soterra bathroom. So I was like, um, I don't want him hearing all this since the door is cracked. So I'm gonna turn the sink on. <laughs> I turned the sink on, and boy, I let it rip. <laughs> so that's just um, a case to say. All I got from that was uh, <laughs> regret and diarrhea. Oh boy, <laughs> regret and diarrhea, bro. Hold on, we're getting to the best part. <laughs> but uh, oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Okay, we're good. But sorry about that. That was probably really loud. Um, I ended up getting, you know, I ended up going to a place called Riverside Behavioral. And um, unlike Kempsville, this place was structured. You wake up, you get your vitals done, of course. You go to school. Mm-hmm. They have school a few days a week mm-hmm. for like two hours at a t- one to two hours at a time. They had a chaplain come in. You know, for the spiritual people, the faith people, they had art therapy, you know. Mm-hmm. We had, we sometimes went outside, they had swing sets outside. Sometimes we went outside to the swings. And my first day, I had cafeteria privileges. And everybody was so mad at me. They are like, why does she get cafeteria privileges? And I've been here almost two weeks. And I ain't got nothing. And I was here my first day going to the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, that food wasn't the best. You know what? It was darn good looking. But it looked good. It looked good. But it didn't taste they ha- good. They had lactate milk. So you know what? You know what I did? I drank that lactate milk. Of course. <laughs> of course. But these people, there was more behavioral people mm-hmm. in this time, in this hospital than the last. This one girl, she asked me when I was there for her, and I told her the truth. And I was like, well, this happened. And she was like, Oh, that's nice. I'm here for... I tried to kill my sister. And I was like... Yep. Huh? Yep. Uh-huh? Okay. That's that's exactly how I was when I was, like, young. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I tried to stab my sister. And I was like, oh, my God, child. Uh, I never tried to stab... And... Oh, God. And, um... But that was me. Yeah, I ended up... The first roommate I had, you know, it was okay. And then I overheard this female talking on her breath to her little to the staff one of the staff one of the nurses mm-hmm. it's like she weird bro she don't talk she weird i'm like okay i'm weird because i don't talk you sound you sound smart you sound like you know what you're talking about i don't want to talk to any of you i just want to get do my time and get out yeah sounds like a prison but i just want to do my time and get out i ain't worried about you 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 or you i'm just trying to get out of here so i got end up getting switched into this one room with this girl and we were actually pretty we still follow each other on Instagram, actually. She might know. I hope. I think she knows what I'm talking about if she ever hears this. But we're actually still chill. We still some sometimes talk every now and then. But I ended up leaving there, and uh, oh, my life has changed. Um, and how old were you when you joined that one? Um. Uh, fifteen, turning sixteen. Mm-hmm. And and there is when I finally finally got my diagnosis i've been waiting for my whole life because no one ever believed me or my mom yeah i got my final bipolar 2 diagnosis and my adhd diagnosis Mm -hmm. which i've been waiting for all my life but no one wants to listen yeah that's my another thing i want to talk about is nobody nobody listens none of these doctors listen anymore that was the complete opposite for me 
when I was like when I was like really young, I like when I lived in Hawaii. So I was probably like four or five. I was like in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I was in kindergarten, and whenever I try to tell like my family like the truth, like of what actually happened, no one believes me. It was automatically me trying to choke my brother out. And this is like how my whole like mental journey starts. Uh-huh. So my brother. A little background story there's me and my brother and Nasir so it's me my older brother and my little brother so I'm like the middle child and my brother's like oh you know I recorded a movie for you I think it was like Radio Rebel when like when that oh, movie yes, came sir. out it was like when that movie came out the time so that's like what 2000 and like not 10 but it's like 2000 and like six seven, that seven. Old. That old. it's old but it's not that old but it was like around that time I was like in kindergarten first grade or whatever and I go and I hug my brother from the back. But since I'm, I was, like, so short, mm-hmm. my arms wrapped around his neck because he was sitting in the couch. And I wouldn't let go. So my little brother comes downstairs, and he, like, jumps on my back, tries to get me off of him. And I'm like, what the heck? So now they're going upstairs telling my mom I choked my older brother out. Another incident. My older brother... This is, like, when my mom, like, really thought, like, I had, like, mental issues at, like, the ripe age of, like, six, bro. Like, mm-hmm. six and my brother made my mom a cake for like her birthday like trying to appreciate my dad's like in the army like overseas somewhere in Iraq or whatever mm-hmm. and my brother made her a cake and I just remember like losing my shit like why can't I have a piece of the cake I want some right now and then my mom's like um what the heck so I follow my brother to my mom standing in the bathroom my mom's trying to get out she can't get out because I'm like guarding the door like imagine a little six-year-old trapping a grown-ass woman in the bathroom because she's genuinely scared for her life Mm -hmm. and so my mom goes to the room she's like all i remember is that you went from crying to laughing to being mad in the spam like of like Mm -hmm. five minutes and then my mom like took me to the hospital and when she got me in the car she was telling me like i was shaking the car and my mom had like a jeep at the time so i'm like it's a big truck you're telling me a six-year-old is shaking a truck i must have had super strength i must have been hulk something and my mom's like no like you truly generally scared everybody and then there was a time where my mom was pregnant with my little sister mm-hmm. and i tried suffocating her with a pillow God. i tried suffocating my mom with a pillow and that's when my mom was like okay like we actually have to take you to a hospital Mm-hmm. So I'm like six, seven, eight, still really young, and I'm going to see a special therapist. Oh, God. And that's where like they diagnosed me. I don't know what it was, but like I was so young mm-hmm. on these pills, on on so many pills. I had like ADD, I had ADHD. I was on pills for like behavior behavioral deficient, uh, um issues or whatever i was like on so many pills at a young age and i feel like that's also another reason why i went into bullying because Mm -hmm. it was like my brain didn't it my brain just wasn't the same as other kids Mm -hmm. that was kind of like slowed down because i would be so quick to react to things yeah and like that was just like crazy to hear like you're telling me like, I'm about to be seven. I'm about to be not 17, but I'm 17 now, and you're telling me that you had to take me to the hospital 
like I never thank God I've never been put in like an actual like psych ward. Yeah. But it's like if my like the way I was acting would have kept up throughout my whole like growing years. But luckily I grew out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like if I would have kept that up, like my ass would seriously be in a psych ward right now. Yeah. And then I feel like as I got older and then I got to middle school, that's when like my anxiety, my depression, my panic attacks started because it was like, well, I don't act like that anymore. I don't know what's going on. And that's when like I tried to commit trigger warning, suicide. I tried to commit suicide. I tried drowning myself. I tried overdosing. I tried like everything. But then I realized like, I can't put my family through that. I can't put friends through that. So mm-hmm. I like, I mentally had to find a way to not like do that because I was like, one, I can't cut myself because I was like, who, like, what? Like, I don't like pain. Like, I, mm-hmm. I depending on what type of pain. Oh, try this <laughs> off. But like, but like, I just like, I couldn't bring myself to doing that type of stuff. So I always end up, like, having really bad panic attacks. And I remember, like, trying to, like, reaching out to one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And I texted her, and I was like, I think I just tried killing myself. Mm. And I never got a call. I never got a response. I never got a text. I never got anything. Mm -hmm. But then I had called my one friend, Amanda, at Mm -hmm. the time. God bless her heart. Like, she stayed on the phone with me, like, while I was, like, trying to drown myself. Mm-hmm. And she was like, get out of the bathroom. Like, get get dressed. Get out of the bathroom. Like, get out. Like, go somewhere. Like, get out of there. And I was like, and then the next day I go to school, and I'm like, I'm, I walk up to my friend, and I'm like, did you ever get my message? And she was like, yeah. So you're telling me you got my message, you read it, you looked at it, and did not even bother to check on me. Yeah, that's that's some that's some f f word s word. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this as holy as possible so we stay monetized. But, yeah, um, but like you know, like that that I should have known from right there that 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 friendship mm-hmm. was never anything more to her because it's like if you claim to me like I'm your best friend and I I tried telling you like hey, mm-hmm. um this is what I did and you didn't even like bother to reach out to me like I should have known like from the jump something was wrong and then as I was like discovering myself like oh hey I'm bisexual I'm a very touchy person Mm -hmm. and she wouldn't tell me anything she would just like walk away from me leave me alone she wrote me a whole letter talking about how she thought I had a crush on her because I was like at that time I was developing who I was as a person like I was having my panic attacks I was having my breakdowns I was freaking the fuck out in school because I thought everybody and everything was against me Mm -hmm. because I had people who didn't like me talking about me had classes with them I had to see their faces every day I would hear things about me and it was just like it was not a good environment Mm -hmm. and then I would go to another place called TLC together lives change and again it's like for people with behavioral issues Mm -hmm. and i never understood like why i was there (laughs) i never understood why i was going there until it hit me and i was like oh i got some issues but not issues to the point where like i want to fight somebody yeah but i it's to the point where like i might want to hurt like you might not be breathing 
type mm-hmm. but it's like I know how to compose it because it's like I've been through so I've been through so many issues where it's like I don't want to get in trouble mm-hmm. and I don't want to hear from my mom yeah so it's like you know what I would just walk away I had to learn how to compose a lot of things and I feel like that's another reason why I'm so mental in my head because it's like everything I want to get out at that age I couldn't because I was so scared of my mom. I was like, oh, my God, if I get into a fight and I beat somebody up, my mom's going to beat my ass. Yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like from sixth grade up until junior year, I was in a lot of mental anguish. I don't feel like I feel like for me, when I got to junior year, that's when things started to die down for me because it was like (sighs) I found my happy place. And that's uh marijuana (laughs) (laughs) no for real but you know i would never go to school high but uh whenever i felt like i was at my edge of breaking i would be like ayo like you got something all right i'm coming over yeah and i just be good for like the whole week that's why when i went to school and there was so much drama going around you're like are you gonna do something about it and i'm like no like because i was looking forward to going home and smoking weed (laughs) Yeah, like I would say from sixth grade to junior year, it was a lot of mental anguish. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can ever understand yeah. that pain. Nobody talks about the embarrassing parts of depression. I would say oh in gosh. middle school, it was the worst because, you know, my mom would get on to me about this, but I couldn't necessarily under- tell her why I couldn't take a shower or mm-hmm. I couldn't clean my room or why I had dishes piling up or yeah. trash in my room or yeah. why my clothes were everywhere. Yeah. I just, I, I, even still, sometimes, like, I, when I take showers every day and every, almost every night. Mm-hmm. Well, that came, out, I can't, that came out wrong. I take showers every night. I didn't get. Sometimes into, twice or three times a day. I didn't but, get into, like, the clothes piling up and dishes piling up until, like, this year. Yeah. But, you know, I take, you know, my, I'm gotten better this year. I mean, I, in high school, like, from, I would say from, end of sophomore year to now i've really started especially now because mm-hmm. i'm very happy right now yeah obviously you know yeah my my little my little boo thing Aww. he's changed my life Aww. for real i'm I'm saying that right now like i honestly don't i mean i've said that before like i'm so happy but i'm i, I wasn't because back then you've been with me for two serious relationships with people and you can tell in the pictures I took with them and the pictures I took by myself during those times, yeah. I was not happy. But you see pictures of me now, and I'm just like, I'm, my, my face has changed. My face looks brighter. I actually look genuinely happy in pictures. Yeah, I ain't never had that. But, um, and nobody talks about the embarrassing sides of it. Everybody just wants to talk about, oh, the crying and the panic. No, honey, it's like not. The embar- I feel like the one embarrassing part I've ever gotten from that was, I had an anxiety attack so, mm-hmm. so bad. It was so yeah. bad. I'm, like, hyperventilating, screaming in the hallways. Yeah. I had to, I, like, physically could not get up to walk to the nurse's office. Mm-hmm. The nurse had to come to me mm-hmm. and, like, well, no, I, not to me. I think my teacher, my eighth grade teacher, mm-hmm. my math teacher. No, it was seventh grade. It was seventh grade. And, uh, oh, my God, I, I didn't really like her, but she, like, always looked out for me because I felt I felt like she was talking, like, talking mad crap about me mm-hmm. because it's, like, I'm the weird girl who has panic attacks in school. Yeah. 
but she walked me all the way to the nurse's office and I'm like hyperventilating screaming like trying to calm down and she's walking me to the nurse's office and at the time like somebody was in the nurse's office and they had the door closed but like I'm sitting there and I'm like hyperventilating crying screaming Mm -hmm. and all I remember was like security guards coming in and like trying to restrain me because I'm like pulling away screaming like no get off of me leave me alone and they were like calm down like trying to restrain me in this seat and I'm like you don't do that to someone Uh who has anxiety you don't do that to someone who's in a mid panic attack yeah so security's coming in everybody's trying to figure out what's going on who like what and all I remember is the nurse is like the nurse coming in and she's like get away from her yeah like what do you get away from her what are you doing Mm -hmm. and then I remember I remember the next day I had to go back to counseling's office and they were like, if you ever get like this, there's a room for you to sit in. So I had this room where I would go and eat lunch by myself. Sounds like me. And I could like bring a friend if I wanted to or like talk to whoever, you know, and I would sit there before school would start and eat my breakfast, eat whatever, make sure I'm calm and then proceed to school. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it was my science class. I got to my science class and there's this boy that, I was friends, well, associates with. His name was Kayvon. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he's going to hear this, but if he does, hey, Kayvon. Oh, <laughs> but no, like, he was like, you know, I didn't know that was you screaming in the hallway because he knew I had panic attacks. Uh-huh. And he knew I, I, I would have those troubles. I would talk to him about it. And he was like, yo, like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I thought, he was like, honestly, I was laughing because he thought it was just one of the special ed kids. Oh, God. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh. He was like, but then when I realized it was you, I stopped laughing. And I was like, like, that was like the most embarrassing thing ever said to me. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, one, Kayvon was like the popular, like, hot boy everybody wanted to be with. Yeah. And he was like, yo, like, if, like, generally, like, I care about you. And I'm like, it says who? So soon. <laughs> you say, you say this? Huh? Not you. Yeah. And then, like, seventh grade year was weird. I don't want to say he had a crush on me, but it was like, we were really, like, we always sat next to each other in science class. We Like, it was weird. But, like, any other time. He was nowhere around me because, again, I was the weird girl who had panic attacks. (laughs) Yeah, like, middle school, I wouldn't say, I wasn't popular. I wasn't one of those kids. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, everybody wanted to be around them. I had most followers. No, I wasn't the prettiest. Honey, I definitely wasn't the prettiest in middle school. We Mm -mm. we can get that straight right now. Yeah. But, um, I was, I was one of those people where if you heard my name you and you described me you might know who I am but you'd have to look at me to know who I am everybody knew who I was like they 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 knew I was they knew I was Trinity the tall girl with the glasses and the butt because mm-hmm. I didn't get I didn't grow into my body till my eighth grade year mm-hmm. and ooh child trigger warning that's when I got sexually assaulted yeah but uh everyone I was like that kind of person where if people saw me, they might know who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've seen her around, but I don't know who she is. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk to her. 
I was, I, I was a weird kid. Like everybody, I, I feel like everybody knew. Like everybody knew who I was, but didn't know who I was. And they knew that I was the tall girl with glasses that had panic attacks. And everybody talked to me. Everybody was like, "Ooh, Trinity! Like, hey, what's up?" Like, I had one girl ready to fight because, like, one girl was making fun of me because I have an IEP, and she was like, "Ready to scrap." And I was like, oh, "Hold up, I don't even know who you are. Are you ready to fight?" I've had an IEP since kindergarten. Same. How do you have that? Because me, my situation is I have a severe math or disability. Um, I can't do anything without using my fingers. Calculator. I can't use. I can't do anything unless I use my fingers or a calculator. I can. You know, this is how I worked in fast food. I can give change back as long as the computer tells me how much to give back. Yeah, I, miss, yeah. I can count money. It just it oh, takes no. it, it, I suck ass at counting money. I can I can count money, but sometimes cuz my head will be so jumbled up that I forget where I'm at and I have to redo it. I can count money. It just takes time, but I can get it. That's why I'm kind of scared to work because it's like I like I talked to my brother about it. He was like nine times out of ten, the like the machine will tell you how much money you need to give back, and I'm like, okay, but that doesn't help me as to how like, I know how to count money, but I can't count money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can count money, and I, whenever I get a job, I tell these employers this. I said, listen, I have a math learning disability, and I'm gonna struggle severely. If that computer happens to go down one day and I have to hand count that, you're going to have to have somebody help me or somebody do it for me or, you know, help help me out because I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. But I've, I've had one since kindergarten. I don't know how you do that. But, you know, I was always... Yeah, I had one since kindergarten, too. I was always... I was a weird kid in middle school. I mean, I was a... What? A, I, I, was I wasn't... The, I wasn't hard. I was the kid they had to take out to, <laughs> to do read-aloud tests. Me, too, bro. <laughs> I got... My IP... It still stands today. I have, Same. I have, yeah, but, like, my my thingies on it. I have calculator, even when it says no calculator on the test. Yep. I have extra time. Yeah. Read aloud, small yep. group. Yep. I have everything. Yeah. Like, I've, I'm, but I was that, you know, nobody really knew who I was. I was incredibly awkward. Yeah. You know, I was, in, I was so emo. But yeah. like, whenever this gets, like, a video podcast, I will show pictures of oh. myself oh, my I was incredibly emo I was just weird I didn't have a lot of friends I mean I had I had, I had Victoria which you know we're still friends going seven years on friends being mm-hmm. friends almost a decade I had one other friend we you know we don't talk anymore but that's not in the point <laughs> that's not the point but I had those two you know I had associates yeah you know I didn't I, I just stuck to that one person mainly because yeah. me and Victoria didn't see each other a lot yeah well, we talked online but I just stuck to that one person I was friends with you know and then you know I, I guess I, and I, my thing is in middle school so <laughs> this world's gonna get really weird I but. never really had that like I never had one person I could go like I had a group of collective friends where I could mm-hmm. go to and talk to but none of them really understood like mm-hmm. all my friends parents were together except for my friend rain yeah and uh, like no one really understood they just kind of like i feel like nine times out of ten they felt bad for me yeah that's a point a part of me today still feels like the only reason people ever hang out with me or agree to do things with me they do it with hesitation and because they feel bad 
you know, some probably don't think that's entirely true nowadays, but mm-hmm. last year and in, last year and below that, just that was my, always my mindset. People just felt bad for me. And yeah. in middle school, I think I think it started the summer of eighth grade. I started growing into my body. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into this. Oh my god. The only I think the only reason everyone anyone ever looked at me like in eighth grade and above was because of them tits. Because I had big breasticles. Breasticles? I was in eighth grade, fourteen years old, a triple D. I'm not even gonna lie, when I first met you at that bus stop, I, I was like she got some big knockers. <laughs> I was I was fourteen, not fourteen, thirteen in eighth grade with triple D's. Yeah. I because you know my dad's side of the family, all the females are bigger. Like they have they have butts, they have titties, they have thighs, they have the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And I was I was pretty I was pretty thin in middle school. Yeah. And then uh, freshman <laughs> freshman year freshman year I had I went to an F cup an f cup at 14 and then i had um during the summer june 2018 i had a reduction surgery Mm -hmm. which if you don't know what that is it's just make your boobicle smaller they took the fat out of them they make your boobicle smaller (laughs) i ended up having four pounds taken out of each and uh that december i had scar tissue taken out and what's weird when i came back that year for school, mm-hmm. like in um, September, nobody looked at me. Nobody looked at me. Nobody showed any interest in me, relationships or friend wise. I don't. I don't think that was the deal. I just feel like everybody lost interest in me because in middle school, the only reason people wanted me because I'm pretty sure I had the biggest boobicles, and of the eighth grade females in my school, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people who went to Sims who associated with me can confirm that probably and maybe except for like the bigger bigger girls but i was eighth grade i didn't i didn't that's when i started to grow into my body like yeah i i didn't have boobies like that but i did have a i did have a donker on me i had a i had a whole that but (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no like yeah, eighth grade year. I remember that's when I had started doing drama club. And I remember, I remember I would wear, I start. I, I never really, like, was insecure about my body mm-hmm. because I never really, like, noticed my body. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was just, like, it's my body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I'm just here to live. And it, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. But one day I I kept noticing that there's this boy mm-hmm. who's always constantly behind me, like always constantly behind me. Yeah. And like he was cool again. He was like another one of the popular boys. Mm-hmm. And I remember we we're standing in line for lunch. Yeah. And I'm standing next to my friends. There's this tall kid named Roosevelt really tall and Roosevelt was touchy so it was like if it was Roosevelt that like groped my ass I probably wouldn't have an issue with it because one I was friends with Roosevelt and two like 
that's what Roosevelt does. Like, he's a very touchy person. Mm-hmm. So when I felt someone, like, you know, fiddle with my boot, my, my, my butt, <laughs> like, Roosevelt was the first person I looked at because he was so, he was so tall. Mm-hmm. He was so tall, so it was like if it was Roosevelt, like, okay, like, this dude has long arms. He could have, like, touched me from behind and then, like, moved. Like, he's tall, so, like, it just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Roosevelt, did you did you touch me? And he was like, no. He's like, I swear on everything I didn't touch you. So in my head, I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out, like, well, then who did this? So I look behind me, and yeah. it's this kid that I've been, I've been noticing. Mm-hmm. Now, it could just be a coincidence. It could have just been an accident. It could have just, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But one day, before this incident happened, I'm walking. I'm walking to the bus. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I only had one earphone in because that was the earphone that worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, struggle. Okay. So, I'm walking to the bus, and there's this kid. Again, this kid walking behind me. And he's walking with his friend, and all I hear is, Oh, this is the Trinity you're talking about. And I turn my head back, and all I can see is him go. And I'm like, he's like shaking his head vigorously, like, what? And I just turned back around and I kept walking because at the time, I didn't really, like, I wore my book bag, but I like strapped it so it was like on my back, mm-hmm. like a weirdo. I wanted to. <laughs> so, like, it's strapped onto my back. So it's like it's not hanging down low, mm-hmm. and I didn't start doing that until after that incident happened. Yeah. Like so, I was like, okay. So I kept walking, and so when I had looked back, I just immediately felt so gross. Yeah. Like I felt so gross. I was like, if it's not Roosevelt, then who did it? Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of boys like laughing and like tapping, like doing whatever you know. Mm, yeah what jerks do so i'm getting in line i'm getting my lunch and i just i i finally sit down and i just start bawling like i just start crying because it Mm -hmm. it, one it felt so gross yeah and like if it was an accident then like okay i understand maybe i took it a little too far but like still someone like touched my my booty so one of the administrators come and she's like why are you crying? Like, what's going on? What happened? Mm-hmm. Rain, oh, I love her. She was ready to fight. Like, she was ready to go. Like, she was like, da 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 Like, she was just going off, telling the administrator what happened, who it was, how it happened, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She goes and gets them. Mm-hmm. And they come, and they're walking with her, and she's like, apologize to her. Mm-hmm. And when they apologize and, you know, we're trying to explain what, like, what happened and how it happened, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like a big middle finger to my face yeah. when they apologized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't feel bad because now I, I know. Yeah. Now I know because it's like, if you really felt that deeply that you didn't do it, mm-hmm. you could have been like, hey... It, you know, it may have been a little mis- miscommunication, like, it wasn't me, but if I, if I did happen to, like, touch you, I'm sorry. He was like, I didn't touch your, and it was just like. <clears throat> yeah, okay. 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 All right. All right. Okay. 
okay no but um yeah after I had that surgery nobody talked to me nobody looked at me I mean I would say for my build I had a I had a look knock knock Mm-hmm. That was probably the only thing people looked at because mm-hmm. in high school is when I really started, you know, stop. Yeah, like I say, in like maybe end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year is when I really started stop wearing jackets. Because you know me, and I was in ninth and tenth grade. And you always saw me in a jacket. Yeah. You can ask anyone who ever was friends with me or saw me in this school. Red zip up jacket. It was either a red zip up jacket or like a hoodie or some sort. In the middle school, I was wore this like dark navy blue jacket. Like I was so I don't know, but what me really made me inse- like start making me insecure about you know me in general was in middle school. I had like a shirt like it wasn't a tank top, but like, you could see like the like this part of my shoulder or whatever mm-hmm. and somebody i forgot who said it but some it was probably some male what surprised me but it was probably some male yeah. who said you know why do you have pimples on your back Ugh. and i was like i don't know i mean i, I don't know uh acne yeah i mean at first <laughs> Puberty. At, at first i didn't really know how to you know take that and that's you know middle school i was called every name in the book yeah every name in the book like i would you know, I would take it per- so personally. It wasn't until middle school I started getting called those names. We saw that heart. We all remember the heart of my name. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, we're going we're gonna to get to that later. We're going to get into that later. But, um, yeah, I got called every name in the book, and I go home. I think that's what made my depression. Like, yeah. It started in sixth grade, but I think that's what really started it. Maybe start thinking bad about myself and, you know. I ended up around eighth grade. I developed a incurable skin disease called rosacea. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's when, for me personally, it's different for everybody. For me personally, rosacea, my face gets very red and very hot, and sometimes I'll break out in itchy, painful bumps on my face, which looks like acne. Which most of the time it is like pimples and stuff, but my mainly my face gets really red and hot for no reason at all. My main trigger is anxiety and extreme heat or extreme cold, but sometimes you can just flare. I can flare up for no reason at all. Yeah. And everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm chilling. Right. <laughs> I'm chilling. And they're like, well, your face is really red. No, you don't say. Thank you. I'm also burning up too, but thanks for caring about me. My coochie's on fire. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know, what else do you want to know? Exactly. My booty hole itches. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, people point stuff out and then I think around... That's what, like, makes, like... I think sophomore year is when I really stopped caring. My life went downhill sophomore year oh. because I started... You know, I started the vapes. I started the marijuana. Marijuana. You know, um... Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. You do what you gotta do. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You're chilling. As long as you don't go anywhere, you staying inside the house, you're good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, um... That's when I really stopped caring, you know... You can call me whatever name right now. I wouldn't say I'm heartless. I don't care. Oh, no, you guys. I'm heartless. I don't give a I mean, flying cheese stick. I, don't, I mean, I don't really no wouldn't call it that, but like I don't care. I've been called every name in the book. I've been almost. <laughs> I've been through the ringer. You know, so nothing really bothers me anymore. If someone yeah. were to call me a name right now, go ahead. You're not affecting me. Yeah. My my mindset is, 
if people would point out something about me, like my body, whatever, my hair, whatever, I'm like, okay, yes. That's something you're probably insecure about. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they would point that out and be like, okay, yes, I may look like this or it may seem like that, but does it affect your life in any way, shape, or form? And their answer would always be no. I said, okay, then why are you worried about it? Yeah. My thing is, if someone can't fix it in five to ten seconds, do not point it out because that is not your place to point out something somebody can't fix. I feel like... I feel like the only time I was actually really like that was in middle school where like I just like I did not care because again I was like going through depression I was going mm-hmm. through my anxiety like I did not care I remember I was in uh what was it I believe it was sixth grade mm-hmm. I was in sixth grade I was in my math class and we were doing this project or whatever and you know I had to go up there I would wear these pants mm-hmm. all my pants because I'm a thick girl yeah. are sh- like stretchy material. Oh yeah, middle school all wear was high waisted and jeggings. That's so probably I, about I it. never wore jeggings, but like they were like stretchy. Mm-hmm. So they would always like hug, like yeah. they hugged my booty. So it's like you can tell I have a booty. Yeah. So I go up there and I walk and I'm like looking at what's on the billboard. Everybody's like talking and whatnot, and I hear snickering and whatnot, and one girl's one girl goes why 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 does your butt look like that and i was like why are you looking at it that's what i'm saying why are you looking <laughs> I'm at like, it why are you, I, I said this in front of everybody in class i was like fed up i was like why are you looking at my butt yeah you must like it Obviously. to be looking at it i mean and she shut up like she was quiet the whole time i was mm-hmm. up there like doing whatever i need to do and she was quiet the whole time yeah turns out now she's bi <laughs> Yo, and then another time, like another incident of me, like me not caring because of of years of being bullied and just Mm -hmm. like me finally cracking. Yeah, I was like, the one kid like gets on like he gets on like top of like the desk and whatnot, and I don't know who said what, but somebody said somebody smelled, and he was trying to like he was trying to like pin it on me, and I was like. At the time, this was like like towards like the end of summer, so like when you have PE classes, we either have the option to play, mm-hmm. like play whatever sport they had for us to play, mm-hmm. or we could sit on the bleachers. Or walk so you know my no like this was oh. like we were inside. Oh, so oh, I'm inside. just like so like at this point I was like I, my asthmatic. I was just sitting up on the bleachers with my friends, laughing, having a good time, and whatnot, not playing. So when he was like, it's probably your musty ass, I was like, excuse me? I said, um, every any, everybody in here had P.E. And they could yeah. very much gl- like clarify, I was up on them bleachers. You were playing basketball, and that's why you sweaty. You're the one who smelled musty. And he just, like, <laughs> he got off the desk and, like, didn't say anything after that. Like, he stopped talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... Mm, yeah, because normally half of the time I'm quiet and I don't say nothing. Yeah. But then when I say something, everybody's feelings is hurt. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, where was that energy when you was... Yeah. Like that, 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 no, no, no. By the way, I don't know when this is going to cut off. So if it cuts off randomly, I'm sorry. I think it can go for like an hour, or almost two hours. But I'm just saying in general. If, if it cuts off, um... If it cuts off, then I'm sorry. In advance... Goodbye. Yeah, I don't know when it's gonna cut off, but I, I guess podcasts can go as long as you want. But yeah, no. Eventually, I will stop talking. But I just have a lot to say. That's why I created this. No, but, yeah. um, 
I don't know why people find a need to comment on people's stuff. Yeah, you can't I, I don't understand. That's funny. I hate it when people be like, oh, it's stinking here. Like, uh-uh. Or, like, I'm not using, like, it's not, these are not real people, real people, real people's names. I'll be like, using an example, I'll be like, oh, Edward, you stink. Like, is that you stink in the classroom? Like, shut up. They would always pick on the quiet kids in the corner, like trying to read their book or something. Like, There's bro. The ones that don't say anything. Like, they didn't do anything to you, bro. I can't. Oh, I think it's about to end. I now. think it's gonna cut off. Um, well. So, goodbyes for the call.